Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the podcast and today I'm going to give my review of AEW's All Out. Starting off the evening we go into the Zero Hour. Uh, to kick off the Zero Hour we go into the Over Budget Charity Battle Royal. I thought it was a decent match. Really not a big fan of Battle Royals if I'm being honest. Um, but it was a decent match. Uh, Adam Page and Brian Cage were the last two competitors in the ring for this match. With Page hitting a dead eye. Off the apron on Cage. Cage gets eliminated. And your winner of the match is Adam Page. Hats off to Adam Page for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on that, moving on from that, to continue the zero hour, it is Sheeta teaming up with Willow Nightingale and Sky Blue versus Mercedes Martinez, Diamante, and Athena. I thought it was a good matchup, back and forth matchup between both teams with Willow Nightingale, Sky Blue, and Sheeta keeping the pace of the match. Martinez then hits a spider release German suplex off the top rope on Sky Blue. Athena and Sheeta then both exchange in the middle of the ring with Sky Blue hitting a code blue in the middle of the ring. Pins for the three. And your winners of the match are Sheeta, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue. Hats off to Sheeta, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that is the last match of the Zero Hour. It is Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Jay Lethal. Versus the acclaimed for the trio's championships. I thought it was a good matchup. Back and forth matchup between between both teams. With the acclaimed keeping the pace of the match. Aubrey Edwards ends up attacking Karen Jarrett. Which allows Dennis Rodman to hit Satnam Singh with a guitar. Referee doesn't see it. Gunn then hits a Famouser on Jay Lethal. Caster then ultimately hits a mic drop off the top rope. Pins for the three. And your winners of the match and still AEW trio's champions are the acclaimed. Hats off to the acclaimed for getting the win. In this matchup. Moving on from that. We go into our next match of the night. It is the pretty much the beginning of the AEW All Out pay-per-view. It is MJF and Adam Cole versus Dark Order for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. I thought it was a great match. Back and forth matchup between both teams with MJF and Cole keeping the pace of the match. Alex Reynolds ends up hitting MJF with a chair to the outside. Referee was distracted. MJF then is laid out ringside. Doctors take MJF to the back. Dark Order then mock MJF and Cole with a double clothesline. MJF then makes his way back to the ring. MJF then hits a kangaroo kick on the Dark Order. MJF and Cole then hit a double clothesline. Pins for the three. And your winners of the match and still Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions are Adam Cole and MJF. After the match, MJF makes his way up the ramp. Samoa Joe's music hits. He walks down to the ring to get ready for his match. He ends up pushing MJF. MJF then gets frustrated and gets back into the ring to attack Joe. Joe then chokes out MJF. And then the security break up the fight between MJF and Samoa Joe. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It's for the Ring of Honor television title. It is Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor. I thought this was a great match. Back and forth matchup between Samoa Joe and Shane Taylor with... Joe and Taylor both exchanging in the middle of the ring. Samoa Joe was keeping the pace of the match, which also leads to Joe leads to Joe applying a submission on Shane, uh, Shane Taylor. Taylor taps out, and your winner of the match and still Ring of Honor television champion is Samoa Joe. Hats off to Samoa Joe for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is for the AEW TNT Championship. It is Darby Allin versus Luchasaurus. I thought that was a good match. Back and forth matchup between Darby Allen and Luchasaurus with Darby hitting a senton off the top rope to the outside on Luchasaurus. But Luchasaurus applies the torture rack on Darby Allen. Darby then hits an avalanche code red on Luchasaurus for a near fall. 
Christian then hits Nick Wayne with a chair shot. Luchasaurus then hits multiple tombstone pile drivers on Darby Allen. And then Luchasaurus ultimately hits the finish. Pins for the three. And your winner of the match and still AEW TNT champion is Luchasaurus. Hats off to Luchasaurus for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Powerhouse Hobbs versus Miro. Again, I thought this was a great match. Back and forth matchup between Hobbs and Miro with Miro keeping the pace of the match. Miro then uh, lands a spin kick on Hobbs. Hobbs then gets up, hits a T-bone suplex on Miro. Miro then hits a senton off the apron onto Hobbs to the outside. Hobbs and Miro then both exchange. Hobbs then hits a power slam on Miro. Miro then applies an accolade, but Powerhouse Hobbs breaks the hold. Powerhouse Hobbs then hits a spine buster on Miro for a near fall. And then Miro applies another accolade on Powerhouse Hobbs. And your winner of the match is Miro. After the match, Hobbs ends up attacking Miro after the match. Then some kind of music hits. Lana makes her way down to the ring. That's right, Lana is all elite. She ends up attacking Powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs then turns around, goes to attack Lana, and then Miro ends up attacking Powerhouse Hobbs. So it looks like Lana is in All Elite Wrestling, but from what I understand, it is not a long ter- uh, long-term long deal currently. Um, but it looks like she might be in AEW for a little bit uh, with Miro. So definitely looking forward to what's going to happen next with Miro, especially when it pertains to Lana in AEW. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It's for the TBS Championship. It is Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. I thought it was a good match, back and forth matchup between Ruby and Chris Statlander with Ruby keeping the pace of the match. Ruby and Chris then both exchange in the middle of the ring with Chris hitting an avalanche power slam on Ruby Soho. Ruby then gets up, hits a poison rana on Statlander. Statlander then hits a blue thunder bomb on Ruby Soho. Ruby then gets up, hits a no future on Chris Statlander. Ruby then hits a destination unknown for a near fall. Tony Storm is here, she was hiding underneath the ring. Tony Storm then steals the spray paint from Ruby Soho. Statlander then ultimately hits the finish on Ruby Soho, pins her for the three, and your winner of the match, and still TBS champion, is Chris Statlander. Hats off to Chris Statlander for getting the the win in that matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is a no-disqualification strap match. It is Brian Danielson versus Ricky Starks. Uh, Number one, this was a great match. Uh, Brian Danielson's entrance coming down to the ring was absolutely awesome with the final countdown. Absolutely awesome. Uh, it was a back-and-forth matchup, man. Brutal match. Uh, Ricky was keeping the pace of the match in the beginning. Daniels, Danielson and Ricky then both exchange. Danielson then lands multiple yes kicks on Ricky Starks. Big Bill then attacks Danielson. Then Ricky Steamboat attacks Big Bill. Ricky then hits a spear on Danielson for a near fall. Danielson then gets up, hits a running knee for a near fall on Ricky Starks. But then Danielson ultimately applies a label lock. On Ricky Starks. Ricky does not tap out. But, but instead he passes out. And your winner of the match by submission. Is Brian Danielson. Hats off to Brian Danielson. For the for getting the win in that matchup. Moving on from that. We go into our next match of the night. It is Eddie Kingston teaming up with Shibata. Versus Wheeler Yuta and Claudio Castanoli. I thought it was a good match man. Back and forth matchup between both teams. With Eddie Kingston and Shibata. Keeping the pace of the match. Eddie and Wheeler Uter then both exchange in the middle of the ring. Kingston then hits a exploder suplex. Kingston then hits an enziguri as well. Kingston and Claudio then both exchange. Claudio then hits a neutralizer in the middle of the ring. Kingston then hits a northern, northern light bomb for a near fall. But Claudio hits a European uppercut. Pins for the three. 
and your winners of the match are Wheeler Yuta and Claudio Castanoli. Hats off to Wheeler Yuta and Claudio Castanoli for getting the win in that matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Kenny Omega versus Takeshita. Again, I thought this was a great match as well. Back and forth matchup between Omega and Takeshita with Omega hitting a moonsault off the apron on Takeshita to the outside. Omega was trying to keep the pace of the match, but Takeshita then hits a blue thunder bomb on Omega for a near fall. Omega then gets up, hits a Snapdragon on Takeshita, as well as a Poison Rana. Omega then hits a V-Trigger on Takeshita. Don Callison has a screwdriver. Omega then hits a V-Trigger on uh, Takeshita, but Takeshita gets up, hits the finish on Omega, pins for the three, and your winner of the match is Takeshita. Hats off to Takeshita for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is FTR teaming up with the Young Bucks versus Bullet Club Gold. Again, I thought this was a really good matchup. Back and forth matchup between both teams with FTR and the Young Bucks keeping the pace of the match. Dax and Jay White then both exchange in the middle of the ring. And then Dax and Nick Jackson hit a Shatter Machine. Dax and Matt Jackson then hit a BTE trigger. But Jay White hits a Blade Runner on Cash Wheeler. Which allows the Bullet Club Gold to pick up the victory in this matchup. So hats off to the Bullet Club Gold for getting the win in that matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is the main event of AEW's All Out. It is Orange Cassidy defending the AEW International Championship against John Moxley. Uh, number one, this was a fantastic match. Uh, honestly, in my opinion, probably a candidate for match of the year. Uh, the entrances to this matchup I thought were very interesting as well. I mean, it kind of gave off a, you know, Austin Shawn Michaels WrestleMania vibe as far as the entrances entrances are concerned because. You've seen both John Moxley and Orange Cassidy have a camera in the back, and both Moxley and Orange Cassidy are being shown making their way out to the ring. So I thought that was absolutely awesome. Um, like I said, man, the match itself was a great match, back and forth matchup between Moxley and Cassidy, with Moxley keeping the pace of the match. Moxley and Cassidy then both exchange in the middle of the ring, with Cassidy hitting a Stun Dog Millionaire on Moxley in the middle of the ring. Cassidy then hits an Orange Punch on Moxley. Moxley then gets up, hits a devastating pile driver on Cassidy for a near fall. Cassidy then gets up, hits a beach break on Moxley. Cassidy then hits a hits multiple orange punches as well. Cassidy then hits a spear on Moxley for a near fall, but Moxley gets up, hits a death rider for a near fall, and then Moxley ultimately goes for another death rider on Orange Cassidy. This time it was successful, pins for the three, and your winner of the match and new AEW International Champion is John. Moxley. Hats off to John Moxley for getting the win in this matchup. A couple of things I want to say about All Out, man, and especially with the news about CM Punk and stuff like that and Jack Perry. I kind of want to touch base on all this stuff that's been going on as of late and kind of get you guys up to speed if you guys don't know what's going on by uh, by now with the whole CM Punk, Jack Perry situation. Um, and especially my thoughts about what happened at All Out and what I think AEW is going to be doing in the foreseeable future. Uh, number one, all out, man. I will say this, and I, I had to give credit where credit's due. Tony Khan did a hell of a job last night uh, with the production and the, the quality of matches he put together for all out. And for that, I have to give him a golf clap on that. I, he, I think he did a phenomenal job. I mean, obviously his back was against the wall, being that the fact that you know he had fired CM Punk and that all out took place in Punk's hometown in Chicago, Illinois, at the United Center. So that was a big, big undertaking for Tony Khan to, you know, get through that night last night at All Out. Now, with that being said, do I think Tony Khan delivered? Absolutely, he delivered last night at All Out. I think All Out was a big, 
big show for AEW. And I'm not going to sit here and say that All In, you know, wasn't a great show or one of their biggest shows, but I think the importance of All Out and what took place last night was very important to AEW. I think it was a very important show, uh, not only for AEW, but for the fans. Um, and with that being said, you know, obviously the situation with CM Punk, I mean, is it something that's going to be detrimental to the company? No, I, I personally don't think so. And I made, you know, comments about the whole situation about CM Punk, um, you know, last week where, where it pertains to him being, you know, fired and everything else like that. Or I made a video recently about CM Punk being fired and let go from AEW um, and what it means to the company moving forward. I, I think sky's the limit for AEW. Um, obviously, there's fans out there that are CM Punk elitist, and I understand that. And, you know, there's some people that came into AEW as fans only solely for CM Punk. And, I, and again, I understand that. I, I get that. You know, if you guys want to, you know, ride or die with CM Punk, I completely understand that. But with that being said, for the people that are like, well, I'm not going to watch CM Punk, uh, AEW anymore. I mean, it's crazy, man. I mean, this company was a top draw when it was way before CM Punk came along. And I, I personally think that with CM Punk being gone, I'm hoping the backstage morale moving forward should be great. I think CM Punk was causing a lot of problems backstage and I'm not going to sit here and point the finger entirely on CM Punk. There was obviously other issues that were happening backstage. There was issues with Guevara and Eddie Kingston, uh, Andrade and Guevara, so on and so forth. Uh, especially the women's locker room side of AEW. There's also internal issues with that as well. So, you know, I'm not saying it's, you know, a perfect picture yet, but I think, you know, Tony Khan, what he did by firing CM Punk and what he's done with Jack Perry, which I'll touch base on here in a second, um, he's finally being a boss, man. And I think people are going to start taking Tony Khan seriously. You know, like I told you guys, you know, not too long ago, that he's, there's a lot of things on this guy's plate. I mean, he's running a, you know, Dynamite. He's running Rampage. He's running, you know, Collision as well as Ring of Honor. Um, so clearly he's not able to see everything. You know, but the CM Punk thing got to to a point where it got too serious, and Tony Khan had to make an executive decision, and that decision was to let go CM Punk from the company, and he's no longer employed with AEW. Um, with that being said, speaking of the CM Punk issue, a lot of people are not really talking too much about is Jack Perry. Um, I know, I believe Tony Khan made some comments about Jack Perry pertaining to the uh, issue with CM Punk last night at the uh, post media scrum for All Out. Uh, the information that I gathered about Jack Perry is that Jack Perry is suspended indefinitely. Um, now, again, we don't know if we're going to see Jack anytime soon. Um, to me, I feel like the investigation is over with what happened between CM Punk and Jack Perry. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say what Jack Perry did at All In wasn't you know, on Jack Perry. Jack Perry also played a big part in what happened and what transpired in backstage at All In. You know, obviously the comment wasn't being made or was made or was it made, then I don't think we would have this incident with CM Punk, at least at All In. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not saying that Jack Perry shouldn't be held accountable. You know, obviously he plays a humongous part in the conflict that day between himself and CM Punk. Um, but I will say this, do I think, does the punishment fit the crime with Jack Perry? No, I do not. I, I think suspending him indefinitely right now, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense with Jack Perry. And, and the reason why... Is because this company's been around for four to five years. And, I mean, honestly, you know, all joking aside, and just being a, a fan of the company, how many times have you guys honestly heard of an issue when it pertains to Jungle Boy Jack Perry? Not one, except for the recent incident that happened between him and CM Punk. So I think suspending him indefinitely, I think was, it. you know, the, like I said, the punishment didn't fit the crime. 
You know, and to be honest with you, yeah, I understand suspending him. Okay, you suspend him for 30 days or 90 days without pay. Okay, but suspending him indefinitely with not knowing when he'll come back to the company or if he'll come back to the company. I mean, it's... Who knows at this point, man? Um, do I see Jack Perry possibly returning to AEW at some point? Yes, but the question is is how and when. And that's completely up to Tony Khan and his staff on when they think it's great to bring back Jack Perry. Um, but again, I will, you know, I will die on this hill by myself, man. I, I don't think the punishment really does fit the crime or the issue that Jack Perry brought into All In. I'm not saying he was innocent on what he said. No, Jack Perry was also in the wrong. But being that it may and that it's his first incident, you know, in his entire career so far in AEW, and then you're going to suspend this guy indefinitely, you know, I feel like it's kind of a stretch. And I feel like Jack Perry kind of took a lot more, a lot of blame. And a little bit more, you know, how do I put this? It took a negative turn for Jack. I'll say that. I think it was, you know, way the punishment was way overdue. Uh, or, or too much of a punishment on Jack for what happened. I mean, it wasn't like Perry put hands on Tony Khan or lunged at Tony Khan, for what I understand. And wasn't, have, you know, physical altercation with CM Punk or anything, anything else like that. So, I don't know about this whole deal about him being suspended indefinitely. Um, do I think we'll see Jack Perry back in AEW? I, I would be very shocked if we don't. Um, but I don't think suspending him indefinitely was the right way to go about things. I think suspending him for 30 to, 30 to 90 days without pay at the very max, to be honest with you. Suspending him indefinitely is a little much. I think that's kind of a stretch. But um, at the same time, too, I can't really be mad at, you know, at Tony Khan. Tony Khan made a decision, and hopefully this woke up the talent and said, hey, you know, I, I'm done with this bullshit. You know, it's time for... You either want to be here or you don't. And if you're going to act like this, that these are going to be the, you know, the consequences to these actions. They're going to, you know, there's going to be repercussions to what they're doing backstage. So I think Tony Khan made a statement. I think Tony Khan, you know, made it a point that no matter who you are, I mean, you're talking about CM Punk, who was the big one of the biggest talents of AEW, and that he ended up firing him. So I think this was hopefully a wake up call to the talent backstage. It's like, look, you know, if you guys don't want to be there, there's the door. Get the hell out. And this, and I said the same thing about CM Punk before he got fired. You know, if you don't want to be there, get the hell out. Because there's so much talent on this roster that's still really yet to be utilized. Seriously. And there's still storylines that are still, to me, not finished. Keith Lee Swerve, uh, Andrade Malachi Black. Who knows? You know, and even at All Out, there was a vignette being played um, of Roosh and his stable. With Drillistico and Preston Vance. Hopefully they can do something with it. Hopefully it you know, creates storylines and memorable moments and see what Roosh does in the, in the near future. I'm all for it. I think Roosh is a severely underrated talent. I do, as well as Preston Vance and Drillistico. I think they're absolutely awesome. You know, But hopefully you know, Andrade fits in that fold. Or hopefully we get Andrade versus Malachi Black because I still think there's a storyline there between both Andrade and Malachi Black. But um, again, just like I said, in, you know, just like the thumbnail says, man, AEW... Hit the reset button last night. I, I per, even with Brian Danielson, man. I think Danielson coming back and the match he had with Ricky Starks. I mean, he Brian Danielson severely, immensely put over Ricky Starks last night. And Ricky Starks is going to be a top draw for AEW for the foreseeable future, man. That guy is a pure talent. He's really doing well in the microphone. He's great in the ring. I mean, he's going to be a guy that's going to be a a flagship leader for AEW. I 100% believe that. Him, guys like him, Guevara, Darby Allen. I'm definitely putting Ricky Starks in that conversation. And I think what we saw last night with him and Brian Danielson, 
you know, you can't not say that Ricky Starks is not going to be a top draw or is a main eventer. You know, Ricky Starks has done phenomenal things since he's been with AEW. That's a fact. And Brian Danielson gave everything he had to Ricky Starks, and he immensely put Ricky Starks over last night. Um, but again, it also goes hand in hand with John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy. I mean, when this match was announced, you know, obviously nobody really knew what was going on between CM Punk and Tony Khan at the time, but it is kind of ironic how every time there's an incident with CM Punk, John Moxley's at the forefront. And a big moment happens for John Moxley, whether it's him winning the AEW World Championship and carrying that belt on his back for months. And he was interim champion for the longest time. And Moxley did a hell of a job. It was a great title run for John Moxley. Um, and then you also have, you know, John Moxley beating Orange Cassidy last night for the international championship. So, I mean, again, I don't know who decided that for Moxley to go, you know, get the win over Orange Cassidy because to me, Orange Cassidy was doing phenomenal things. And, to be honest with you, I don't know if, if it was the right decision for John Moxley to beat Orange Cassidy for that international championship. To be honest, I mean, am I completely against it? Absolutely not. I think John Moxley's a fantastic athlete, a great wrestler, and a great mouthpiece for AEW. And the body of work shows for itself, man. The guy is an absolute warrior for AEW, and he's gone to bat for AEW for multiple occasions when everybody thought AEW was down and out, and here comes John Moxley to save the day. So you got to give credit where credit's due, and John Moxley is, you know, the man in AEW. Um, I also think Brian Danielson, it's the same thing. I think Brian Danielson is now going to be heavily pushed on Collision. I think Collision is going to need a replacement of what CM Punk brought to Collision. And they need a household name, a high-profile name to carry Collision. And I think Brian Danielson is going to be at the forefront of that moving forward. Not just in a backstage role, but an on-screen, you know, in the ring as well for, uh, for Collision. I think it's going to be absolutely great. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy. I know AEW has a big pay-per-view coming up in Seattle, Washington, October 1st, known as Wrestle Dream, uh, which pays uh, tribute and honor to the late, great Antonio Inoki. So I'm definitely looking forward to that pay-per-view. I know Tony Khan had mentioned that he does want New Japan talent on that card as well. So there's a lot of good matches on the table. Will this be, in fact, mercedes Monet first match against an AEW opponent at Wrestle Dream? I'm hopefully it does happen. You know, there was even, I believe it was at the uh, post-media scrum for All Out last night that there was comments made towards Christian. You know, supposedly Christian had re-signed with, uh, with AEW, which I think is absolutely phenomenal. It's a great thing for AEW as well as Christian. And he was asked, you know, do you think that, you know, Edge, a.k.a. Adam Copeland, will come over to AEW? And Christian kind of played it off and says the only friends that he has is Luchasaurus, and he focuses on himself in Luchasaurus. Look, man, if... There's a lot of great matches on the table for Adam Copeland to come over, or Edge, if you will, to come over to AEW. You know, him versus Omega. Do I think that will happen? I don't know, man. I really don't know. Um, would it be cool? Absolutely. Um, but it's still yet to be seen. I, I think he's still currently under contract with WWE until the end of September. So, I don't know, man. We could possibly see Edge at Russell Dream October 1st. It could very well happen. You know, who knows? Unless unless Edge signs, re-signs with WWE... Who knows, but I do believe that uh, WWE will be going through budget cuts here relatively soon, probably in the next three weeks. So I don't know if it's going to, you know, if Edge is going to stay with the company or not. And who knows, man, we might see some releases of high quality talent possibly in, on WWE being let go from their contracts due to these budget cuts, uh, budget cuts that are looming for uh, WWE and that roster possibly. So Again, still yet to be seen. But all in all, man, All In Out was a solid show last night. I think it was one of those shows that had a lot of importance around the show. Um, and again, I think it was a reset button for AEW and Tony Khan. And, you know, I think it was a very important show. I really do. And I think 
fans are going to start understanding, you know, hopefully that, you know, CM Punk was an issue, you know, and I'm not saying I'm putting all the finger on CM Punk, but I still believe till this day, to this very second, that CM Punk, once after the brawl out situation with the Elite, I think when Punk returned, I think Punk was going to do everything he could to get fired from AEW. I just personally don't think Punk really wanted to be there anymore. I think Punk wanted to run the company, and at the end of the day, Tony Khan was finally able to be a boss and say, you know what, you got to go. And he was fired and released from AEW, and that's it. So, uh, again, man, All Out was awesome. It was a stacked, I wouldn't say a stacked card, but there was a lot of good, high-quality matches on this card. I mean, Danielson, Starks, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Miro, Orange Cassidy, John Moxley. I mean, these three matches alone, in my honest opinion, are candidates for match of the year, in my honest opinion, especially Powerhouse Hobbs and Miro, as well as Brian Danielson versus Ricky Starks. Those are two high-quality matches that happened at All Out last night. I definitely look forward to what's going to happen next with AEW, and I especially want to look forward. I can't wait to see what's going to happen and how uh, Wrestle Dream is going to uh, pan out come October 1st, man. But this is my review of AEW's All Out. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful, and remember, stay classic. Peace.